Welcome, everybody, to the Murder Theater Podcast. This is the Full Gear Edition. Glad to see you. 2022. Tammy. Full Gear in the books. Full Gear is in the books. How are you, Tammy? Fantastic. Christopher. I'm great, man. I'm great. What a show, huh? That was a really cool show. There were some ups and downs to it. I've got some criticisms on a few things. But I think everybody does. Seems like the internet course, sure does. The internet sure does. Um, but let's get into it, man. I mean, Twitter, we came out. Twitter is still functioning enough to complain about it. So oh boy, that's that's surprising. <laughs> We've lost no no people. So yeah, people are still there. I just mean yeah. in general on Twitter, there's still a lot of stuff happening despite the fact that there's there's rumors that it's collapsing. So yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. We haven't lost any followers. That means there's plenty of people talking about a few things that they didn't like. And there's, exactly. there's a lot of good stuff out there, too. I thought overall, I'm going to just start with the over. I thought overall it was good. I think there was a few pa- patches in between that that were just okay. And I don't know who you can fault for that. But, <clears throat> um, you know, when you when you invest your money into going to see watching something like that or even going to see it, you want everything to kill, of course. Right. And I'm sure that's why Twitter, you Twitterverse gets all gets all in an uproar about things. But um, I, I I liked it. And I'll tell you what, I liked it straight from the jump. So when we had the yeah. what did they what did they call the buy in? What was the buy in called? What was it called? The, I don't the know. The, the, the pre show. So you had the pre show. Right. And the pre-show was Factory versus OC and the best friends and a mystery guest. Now, we all kind of knew who the mystery guest was. But You're getting ahead of yourself, mister. Is he? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. How, how am I getting ahead of myself? Because you're talking about specific matches. I thought we were just introducing ourselves, saying how we generally felt. About- all right, well, then you oh. go right ahead, Tammy. You just tell how yeah, you Tammy has an opinion about, about everything overall then. Yes. Go ahead, Tammy. Because I need to keep myself organized. Okay. So, organized. Yeah. And so the uh, organization got out of order when you were ended up because I was like still remembering what is my overall feeling. I'll forget it. So got to capture it. I still have it. Well, let's and, capture it. Okay. Um. So, you know, too many betrayals, too many cheats. It's like Shakespeare. Hmm. But overall fun. I, I loved all this stuff, honestly. Um, I, I will say this. Nothing feels like it's missing right now. Cool. So can we get into it, Miss Tammy? Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about the show. Let's talk about the pre-show. Pre-show. Uh, so the first match, fact the factory versus OC and the best friends with a mystery guest. Now, it was kind of confusing because there seemed to be was it a four match? Was it QT, Camarado, Solo, and then what? And then Lee Johnson, who's now in the factory, which su- suddenly he slips in there. I didn't see that coming. And then we've got, you know, Orange I mean, Cassidy. They sort, of, they sort of were adopting him over the last few months through Dark and stuff, right? I mean, I don't think it's too much of a shock. Right. Yeah, I think we saw him in there. And he's really but- got nothing to do right now. So, yeah. That makes and sense. He's, and he's really good. And it's cool. Yeah, he's I, great. I think, and you know, I think Tammy and I were kind of chit chatting about that. And we're like, oh, he kind of fits in the factory pretty good. I, I, I mean, didn't say you... that. I did not say that or imply that in any way, shape, or 
for him. I want to say on the podcast officially, by the way, I love Nick Camarado now. <laughs> I've talked a lot of trash about Nick Camarado for months and months and months. I love his character now. I love this sort of ripoff of um, he, he's almost like a Matt Menard mixed with like a like a sort of a sarcastic uh, Paul White. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I dig it. I like it. I think that Nick Camarado is doing big things. And I think this is a great development for him. Well, Isn't that what's great about wrestling, though? I love to change my mind. And it usually it doesn't happen in life. I, I was screaming for months, like, I, this guy is just going nowhere with this, I'm a big hairy animal. <laughs> Get out of here. People were doing that in 83. You're done, man. Figure out something else. And here we are. And it, yes. it's working for me. It's working for me personally. I like it. Oh, well, yeah. And I, I like the factory. I like QT, man. I think QT's awesome. QT's great. I mean, just love him. I love him when he gets on there. I love his attitude. I love his heelism. It's just, it's, it, it works for me. I mean, so, you want to oh, talk about an entertaining lower to mid card star, right? Right. QT is the embodiment of that. Like yeah, he's he never is. probably going to get to that main event picture, but where he's good, he's great. He's great. He truly is. He's truly great. So overall, Tammy, what did you think of that first match? I want to say, go on record, though, to say I don't think Lee belongs there or that it makes sense. And I never said that or implied that. I said the opposite. I don't think he belongs there. I think he's like a tweety baby birdie young man that looks like he should be with like Dante and Martin and his uh, top flight and his brother, you know, for top flight. Baby birdie. Yeah, he's like he's like he's so birdie, young. Birdie, boobie, he's birdie, so young. Birdie. He's like such a young lad, you know. It's like, oh, he's so innocent and sweet and wholesome. And I know I don't see him in the factory. I see him more like with Dante or somebody like that. That's how I feel. So I want to just go on record to say that's my honest feeling about it. But and what did I think about it? Let me see. Like in this lighting, my it's hard to read my notes. And so this was which one? This is no, just something. turn around and we'll just look at the back of your head. It's fine. Um, I don't even have any notes on this one, do I? Who, who is get two it? lights. She said, put it, who put was it under it your again. screen. Your screen will help illuminate it. She said, who was in it again? She just yelled at me for 20 minutes about Lee Johnson and she didn't even know who was in it. How is no, this who, my fault? No, who are they up against? I mean, who are they they're, they are against? Orange Cassidy. Oh, the yeah. Best okay. Friends. That's how my notes are labeled. Okay. Uh, I put fun Ooh, and unique moves. We're only on match o one. Hey, listen, <laughs> I have notes. Fun and unique moves by OC and everyone. But the fun was Danhausen with Keith and Spike. Ridiculous group hug at the ending. Uh, but uh, fun and campy. Are you really still hating the hugs? Yes. I love the hugs. Gotta give the I people what they want. Don't want it. And I am people. Come on, man. I I'm gonna comment. I'm gonna comment on this. I, I thought, you know, you know, y'all. I've mentioned this many times on the podcast. I've been waiting for the teeth. I have mm -hmm. been waiting for the yes. teeth, and I got. Uh, the I'm teeth. a witness. I'm a witness to that. And I'm glad I got the teeth because that is Danhausen, and they finally displayed Danhausen the way that they should have displayed Danhausen. Yeah. And I loved it. I like the comic stuff, but having that weird bit 
kind of that sort of cements his whole sort of thing. And like fight. you have to have the funny sort of mm, <laughs> like that's great, but also the dude has a bunch of teeth, man. Like that's I fucking know. weird, and it's great, and it's it super is. original in the business. So I love that comment. It's very it's Tim a, Burton. It is in 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 a lot of ways. Dan Housen could actually, yeah, maybe did he? Hmm. Hmm. Is he just like a ripoff of a lot of shit? No, he's not. No, I think he's original, <laughs> but um, he's just got that vibe to him, and I just thought yeah. I thought that it works. It works great, and I, it's finally. It's finally where Danhausen should be. So let's start yeah. seeing some singles matches with Danhausen using the spike, using the teeth, giving us some entertainment, and uh, not just bring him out on Halloween. I mean, it's just like that's what we need because it's like it's I mean, so different. He well, okay, so he wears corpse paint. Uh, <laughs> he talks like Latka from Taxi. Uh, Andy Kaufman, obviously, um, and he has a jar of teeth. And he's very nice, very evil. Little Tim Burton thrown in. That feels like a lot of copying, but more of an homage. Let's say that. Right. Exactly. It's an homage to a lot of cool shit. But this yeah, is yes. the thing. That's what you are and I am. N none of us really exist. We're all just bits and pieces of our parenting, our environment, the things we've watched and collected, and the people we've hung out with. That's all we all are. We do it in our own special blend. And you just have to ask, is that blend unique? And I, I think it's, 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 it, you're right. It's on the, it's a fine line with that one, but it, 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 it teeter totters if it's unique or not, but we're all just a, a, amalgams of, of everything. There is, you know, in our own blend that makes it unique. We, we still have the same elements to work with, no matter how we chop and slice it. Exactly. Cue the trippy psychedelic graphics and <laughs> slow zoom. So then we're we only, jump we're only one match in guys. We're one match in boy. Woo. That was rough. I feel like I need a towel to wipe off the sweat. For anybody, for anybody listening or watching right now, uh, we were already talking for like a solid 30 minutes before we even started. So we're all primed up and ready to rock. Yes. Exactly. Match number two of the pre-show matches. Brian the Machine Cage versus Absolute Ricky Starks. Christopher. Uh-oh. I see some disdain in the eyes of Christopher. Honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this one. Um, okay. I want to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, go ahead, Tim. I don't, uh, I, I, I will say this. I don't feel satisfied by where we're at with exactly. this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Tammy. So uh, before that though, I just have a, I do have a note that says Takeshita is beautiful and is now AEW. He is, he's golden. He's technically you know? on the roster. Yeah. Like a God of sunshine. And um, he is now AEW. So I to have clarify, that though, I, I'm pretty sure he's still with DDT as well. Yeah, but he, he was saying he's with AEW and he's digging being here because he always wanted to be. Right. And I put a fierce Brian Cage versus Starks match. Ah, fun. Fun win. That's it. I thought that was my homework. Yeah. I think I think there was uh, not a, a ton of it didn't feel like there was a lot of build up to this. Um, yeah, it there, wasn't I mean, there a good. Wasn't. Yeah, no, was it a good match? Uh, it was an OK match. Um, 
you know, I could have taken or leave and leave left that match to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with you. So, so I mean, I mean, Ricky Starks, fantastic. Brian Cage, fantastic. Together, meh. Moving on to Eddie Kingston and June Akiyama. Tammy, I know you're not always into the big slap fights. What did you think of this match? I think slaps can get a bit overdone. Actually, they're kind of fun, but then I worry about the people. I see their raw chest and it bothers me as a mother. Chops. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. As a mom, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think about contusions and blood clots and I don't know. It bothers, it disturbs me. Um, so let's see. Kingston versus June. Emotional pre-interview by Eddie. Grueling match. Eddie wins. Great to see June wrestle. That's it. My thoughts, you know, it, it was your it was your um typical Eddie Kingston match, which you know people love to see. I've come to see it's just that bruiser beaten up brawler type of match. It was good. I mean, that's really all I could say about it. It was a good match. It was, it was fun. Um, I loved, I loved him at the end when he grabbed the mic and was going off, dude, that was, that was gold. When he's like, what do I got? 52 minutes, 53 minutes. Hey, it's going to start soon. How about that for your plug? I mean, that was just like, that was brilliance right there. That was awesome. So, Eddie Kingston's promos and just his talking is just top notch, dude. That's what made yeah. that match that much better at that point. So, but yeah, that was cool. Cool pre-show. I liked it. Nice, short and sweet. Um, and then we got into the big match and then full gear starts up and right off the bat, the cage match. Oh, hold on. Before we get into that, I just want to say, I will watch Eddie Kingston battle anybody from any Japanese promotion any day of the week. Uh, I love all of his matches that he has, and he's got a history with Japan and Japanese wrestling. Um, I think he knows what is good and what is good for the American audience, and uh, I think it it just works well with his style uh, more than what you would see for, like, an American mainstream-style show. I think Eddie is kind of that... uh, I'm from the street American guy that works perfect with those guys. Um, yeah. And it's exactly. never disappointing. It's just, it's never the thing you think about when you look back. Yeah, you right. really long enjoy live it Eddie Kingston. There's so long much emotion live in it. Kingston. That was good. That was, you know, I liked the pre-show. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't too, too many matches that they tried to jam in there for no reason. It was an overdue promo. Yeah, it was like uh, pre-gaming before, like tailgating at a at a at a at a, you know, maybe go to a football game or something like that. You pre-game a little bit, get warmed yeah. up. It was nice. Yeah, it's good. So then, full gear begins, and we have the very first match of the night, which is the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus match in the cage. I see Christopher shaking his head. We're gonna go to Chris. I don't know why you would go to me first. Um. Well, slow start with this match. Slow start, right? And it's a little, it doesn't feel like the blood feud that we're supposed to be getting from it to me. Um, Something was missing intensity wise. It just, it felt like Luchasaurus was being very careful and gentle. Um, 
Jungle Boy is great. Here's the here's the weirdest thing about these guys. I love Jungle Boy by himself. I love Luchasaurus by himself. I think they're both great. I think as a tag team, there's something weird there. And I think as opponents, there's just something like they genuinely love each other as human beings too much or something that makes it feel unrealistic. It's almost like you can't, I can't quite put my finger on what's wrong with these two. I don't believe that they don't like each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? It it was Um, a tough sell. That was a tough sell. And the whole bit with Christian getting the keys and all that stuff, whatever. Yeah, I guess it, I don't feel like the feud's over. I don't feel like it's entertaining. I feel like if we're splitting this tag team up, let's do that and let's be done with it. Um, yeah, I don't really have a lot good to say. I don't. I don't necessarily have anything bad to say. I like both of them very much. I just, I'm ready to see something else. I, I don't know. Chairs, slap offs, blood, and dangerous jumps. Worried about Jungle Boy ribs. I think this feud is done until Cage's arm heals. That's my mm-hmm. note. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's kind of how it felt. It it felt like leading up to this, it wasn't like they didn't focus on. I don't know if they didn't focus on it or enough, or it just didn't kind of hit the limelight enough. You know what I mean? Like there were right. so many other things going on. Like you had uh, Soraya, you had MJF, you had the interim world's women's world championship. There were so many other things that I kind of think it overshadowed it. I think if they would have taken this format and like really hyped it on dynamite, it might've been more, um, more exciting to see. Cause I mean, I love jungle boy. I love Luchasaurus. I think they're so, they're so awesome in what they do. And they're such great performers, but I think it, undercut it and i think that that took a lot of wind out of the sails because yep. of all the rest of the cards i yep. think if they would have just put a put a pin in this one used it for a dynamite and then kind of got a little bit closer to where christian cage was healthy enough to wrestle they could have set it yep. up and then that like that next week jungle boy could have gone off to christian cage you know what i mean yeah and i think i think that's a really good point who knows how this would have blown off had christian not hit that injury right and and so I, I don't want to take away from the match because I think it was a fun match, but I just don't think it was ex- compared to everything else. It just wasn't there. To me, it was not opening match pay-per-view quality. Right. Yeah, it, it was a dynamite. what I wanted to see. It could have been on the pre-show or it could have been on Dynamite. Maybe even on Rampage. It could have been the main event for a Rampage. Yeah. Been exciting. Agreed. Yeah. And been like, yeah, man, this is going to be cool. So on and so forth. And killing it, but it just it just didn't live up to it. So then we get into the death triangle versus the the e elite. The the, the elite. elite. The the elite. Yep. They're back. Now they're back. And they finally I, got that trademark pushed through. And I'm so glad they're back. Carry because on. I love They've the been elite. talking about using that song since like I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year, but they've been wanting to use that song for a long time. And I just saw an article recently where they're like, yeah, they dropped the file for the trademark. Apparently not. Mm, I love it. that song. Nice. Dude, that was great. And I and guess they're it, baby faces now? Uh, apparently. Mm. Well, 
No, they kind of said they, you know, they they're, they they run both the lines. I mean, so does Death Triangle. Death Triangle's kind of face, kind of heel, you know. Uh, but I think that you know, I think they kind of are officially becoming that, especially after the hammer incident that happened that occurred during this match. We saw Pac convince Ray Phoenix to use the hammer to win. Now I thought that you know Tammy was visibly upset when that happened. <laughs> Am I wrong in saying that, Tammy? No. Okay. You were I I'm this is just my observation. <laughs> All right. Yes, I I you probably remember it better than me. She was very visibly upset when Ray Phoenix because Ray Phoenix is probably her favorite wrestler of all time period ever. He can do no wrong. He's That's the true. guy. Yes. He's so, the guy. He's your I mean, and so that was a little disappointing, but also very cool in the fact that I was like, oh, man, that's kind of lame if the elite win the belts back like that. That's going to suck. You know, I was like to myself, that's really going to suck if they win. Because, I mean, I love Death Triangle, man, and they deserve to, like, have a good run for a while. They deserved it from the beginning. They did yeah. from day one. So for them to win like that was kind of lame. But then again, kind of cool. So it's like I was I'm so on the fence with that. Tammy, what what do you think? What'd you think of that match? Um, so I put uh, don't like Death Triangle being uh, manipulating Ray Phoenix to cheat. But all these wrestlers are high level theatrical acrobats. Uh -huh. Oh, great to see Kenny and the elite. Sorry, yeah. I was like I could not fucking read my handwriting. Death Triangle need, were perfect different glasses, choice. bro. I probably do. Death Triangle were perfect choice for a comeback show. Like, I felt like there is nobody else that they could have come back with. Those right. motherfuckers rule. Oh, oh, Death Triangle is the best. Ray Phoenix is the best. We need to correct this bullshit with cheating and stuff. They don't need to cheat because they are the best. And they don't need cheats. So I just like, but to see all of them together, it really is like theater. It's like such beautiful theater. It's like seeing choreographed dancers on their game. So it was really beautiful, actually. But it got a little sour with that kind of drama. But at least it gives them a storyline to see how it's going to play out. And I mean, I just I love all of them. All six of those wrestlers. They're like in the, in the top. And they're in the top. I mean, they're just fucking great, man. Like, you can't fuck with Nick Jackson, dude. You just can't. He's awesome. He's awesome. What is your thoughts? Oh, and everyone's awesome. I agree with that. All of them are awesome. Um, I do have some things to say. Uh, did you guys catch the Colt Cabana chant? No. No. Colt Cabana. Go back and watch. It's like it's within the first five or six minutes of the match, I think. Uh, Why? Cabana, because that was the whole issue with Punk and all that stuff. And, and, and Matt and Nick supposedly leaking stuff to the press about Punk getting Colt kicked out and oh, sent to Ring of Honor and all that jazz. Um, it, was, it was shortly after the um, fuck him up chant. Very early huh. on, fuck him up. And then it was Colt Cabana. Um, also, and then, then they said fuck CM Punk too. <laughs> there was there was quite a bit of stuff in there. Um, <laughs> you need a whole nother show just for what the crowd's chanting. 
So there were so many cool spots in here, things that I think everybody thinks about when they think of Lucha Brothers and when they think about the Young Bucks, all these cool, like, choreographed, sort of, like, um, simultaneous spots where, like, everybody's doing the same shit, right? And there was one where there was, like, a super kick and they all kicked each other, like, right in the knee. Um, Mm -hmm. And Ray Phoenix, one of the greatest luchadors of all time. I won't say he's underrated, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that 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 will agree. They better. Um, but I feel like with Lucha Bros, a lot of people talk about Penta. Just because I feel like maybe he talks more or something. Um, but Ray is amazing. And, and should go down as one of the greatest luchadors to ever do it. Um, Kenny Omega looks fantastic, you guys. Yeah. yeah. This did nothing but help him heal up a little more. Yeah. He, he looks great. He's moving great. He's, he's God, what a fluid, just like really impactful, energetic dude. Yeah. He never, never lets me down. Um, I thought the match was fantastic. The uh, There was a triple tombstone spot at one point. Yes. That was so rad. Um, there was a ton of awesome spots in reality. Now, with Phoenix and the hammer and all that, I feel like they've been building to that. Like, we saw it coming. Sure. Um, and I think it kind of pushes them a little bit more in that heel direction, which maybe is something they need right now because as far as trios go, and, and now especially with this, this they're going to fight six more times, I guess. I love it. I love it. It's We're like it's seven like- matches. I feel like the title's going to change hands. I love to say Ray Fennett's fight. Well, no, the yeah. title doesn't. Uh, the title doesn't. Bros, I love watching the Bucks. I love watching Omega. I love Pac. Pac is a mean son of a bitch. And he's, he's beautiful with his arrow move. And he's you so think, clean. He's mean and clean, man. You think mm-hmm. you can best the dress triangle? <laughs> I had so much fun with this. This That was one of my favorite matches of the night, for sure. Period. Oh, it was great. It was awesome, awesome match, man. All right, I mean, I got really, it out of my system. Awesome. Yeah, dude, and you know now, and and now that the House of Black is coming back, this is going to be a great thing with all three of these groups going. Sick. I like the yeah. idea that we've got House of Black, we've got the Elite, we've got Death Triangle. Nobody's really a heel or a face at this moment. We just sort of have all these guys that are just the best as, yeah. as trios, right? And the best is singles too, and tag teams. There's sure. so many mixtures, and it's all wonderful. It's going to be great. I'm I'm looking so forward to all that. And that best of seven, it's that is whoever wins the best of seven wins the belts. And you know it's going to it? go to seven. Yeah, that's what it is. So whoever wins the seven, wins the best of seven, gets the belts. Okay? It's just like playing in the NHL. It's like an NHL So then player. they got to win four. They got to win four. So they're, they're not going to stretching do it. it out for seven matches. They're gonna do and seven matches. It's gonna be you know. three and three come week seven or month. What Think was the about chart? it. I can't remember now. It's like yeah. a couple months. A couple long. months. Think about it though. They end in L.A., which is California, which is where the Young Bucks are from. Come on, you know what's gonna happen, right? Uh, they're gonna get their belts back. Eventually. They're gonna get their yeah, belts back. Gonna but happen. it's gonna be it's gonna be the seventh game. It's like it's always triangle that. gets their moment in the sun. Right. It's an homage well, that's, to that's right. to NHL hockey 
And the seventh game is the final game, and whoever wins that wins the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's, that's a good that's, reference. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, man. That that's makes what sense. it is. That's what the homage is. It's the best of seven. So, just like winning the cup, you got to win four games to to win it. You know, out of the seven. So that's what's cool. I like it. I think it's cool. I think going back and forth like that just going to give us that many more matches to really, to really let those guys shine and really groove. So. It's like I said, man, I'll watch Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks any day of the week. I do not All day care. Long. It's All never day long. it's never bad. Right. So then we come to Nyla Rose versus Jade Cargill. What an entrance for Nyla Rose. Yeah. It was the low rider with the hydraulics. <laughs> God, it was so dope, dude. Mm-hmm. And she's from like- DC. She's a DC girl. Yeah, but it's if funny. She came out just fucking banging that thing, man, <laughs> man. It was, it was funny. Like they drove ten feet and had to jump out of the car. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a throwback to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys would have made that association, but mm-hmm. Eddie used to come no. out in the Lowriders and stuff. Oh, cool. And Vicky was his wife, so oh, yeah. uh, it was a nice little tribute. I thought that was super rad. Yeah, awesome. And then of course Jade comes out as a Thundercat. Which Chitara, okay. man. Yeah, Chitara. Chitara. Maybe you guys yeah. are a little bit too old for that. However, for me, I was like, that is one of the best <laughs> wrestling cosplays I've ever seen. <laughs> Chitara, man. I love Chitara. So overall, Tammy, what did you think of that match? Well, I want to say that the I'm just going to get real for a minute. It's not pretty. But the thing is, is that that. the bloke fucking sign enraged me for the first part of that match that I could not focus on enjoying it. I could not understand why there was somebody in the crowd that put up a sign that said bloke when Nyla came. They were holding it in the crowd. And I I saw it. And I was like, okay, if you accidentally get it on the first round, that's fucked up, but it happens. But I saw it further two three more times and i have to say that i I couldn't concentrate because i thought what the fuck is wrong i can tell you what i will get kicked out and banned forever from these shows because if i was standing next to you motherfucker i would have tackled your motherfucking ass to the ground and ripped your sign to fucking pieces and that's what i would have been there stomping too (laughs) That is the only response to that. Yep, yep. That is a fucking human being out there wrestling and entertaining us and risking their physical safety to do it. How fucking dare you? Exactly. Nobody it's, should ever no. do that. Damn, man. So, I'm so glad I didn't see that. That would have probably ruined that whole match for me. It was hard. It oh, was yeah. hard for me. But so when I came back, though, I thought it was a fun match. And that was it. You know, after that, it's like, I wasn't really sure why this match happened. It was kind of cool stealing the title, this and that. I wish the title would have transferred because I'll tell you that reasons I got involved in wrestling and AEW specifically was Nyla Rose because I never thought wrestling was a place that was safe for someone like me who who lives and believes the things I do in my life and, and honors all human beings and respects them. And so when I saw AEW and Nyla Rose as a champion, I thought that's a place I can get behind. And that's a place that I'm going to go and I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give wrestling a real chance. And I'm going to be totally open-minded for 
from any of my preconceived notions. So that was one of the draws to me. So that's why it bothered me. But other than that kind of bloop that happened, the match itself, I thought wasn't that like, it could have been like, I just wish it would have transferred some power. I think we keep seeing with Jade and, and, and the, and the power never transfers. So there's never any risk. So you're just like, whatever, it's going to be this, 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 and this again. And I want to see some more back and forth, some, some, some dynamics and some struggles. I mean, I kind of get like, it's great to have this bruiser come in that nobody can defeat, but we've seen this person grow on camera into this role. So it makes it more awkward in that way where they weren't the fiercest to begin with. They became that as we've watched them, you know, that's how I feel about it. That's, that was a weighted thing and I hate to bring it down, but every now and then we got to get real. Well, I mean, I feel the, that. the signs. Okay. Some of the shit's funny, but don't, don't fucking take it that far, man. That's come on. You're just being a fucking asshole at that point. And there's no reason for that bullshit. Everybody's sitting there trying to have fun and you don't have to be a dick just because you're trying to prove some point that dude needs. Yeah. To and if you want to be a douchebag, don't be so secretive about it. Be I know douchebag and, and get hit. Right. Exactly. That's lame, so, dude. So fuck that dude. And hopefully they take care of some of that shit in the future because that's just garbage. And that I will just say, I asshole. think they do. I think they do a fairly good job of trying to police that sort of thing. Um, it's just a shame that people do stuff like that. I, yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, you want to hold up a sign and rip on MJF for certain things. Keep all that other shit out of it, dude. It's like, yeah. dude, fuck that. Exactly. It's like, dude, just stick with the character. You know, don't don't fucking be like that just to be a dick. Well, you think you're fucking cool doing that? Dude, go fuck yourself. Whatever with that asshole. So anyway. Yeah, I, I was going to say, when Tammy was talking a minute ago, I felt like me and you should have been standing right behind her like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. He's a piece of shit. Who cares, man? And, and and dude, if you saw the guy, he looked like he lives in his fucking mom's basement and never leaves his computer, so he can just go fuck himself. Yep. So, I'm sure he anyway. does. Exactly. Some so, people in mom's basements are nice people, though. Yeah, but I thought that match was terrible. But that's me. <laughs> it's Jay Cargill match. How could you not? <laughs> I just thought it was terrible. I mean, I think the whole Jade plotline's terrible. I can't even get behind it, man. I don't care who she wrestles. I just think I'm just not into it. I'm not into it at all. I mean, I'm done with it. I've got I was done with it a couple weeks ago. So unless they do something that's exciting, I may change my mind about Jade, but as far as that's concerned, I mean, whatever. I, I don't even care about those matches anymore. So what do you do? What did you think, Chris? I, I feel exactly the same way. Um, if I was going to change my mind about Jade, it should have already happened. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I like Nyla Rose stealing the belt. I thought she should have got to keep it. Yeah, I thought that was funny, and they certainly tried. They tried as hard as they and there's, can. And there's, no, there's no part of me anywhere that believes Jade Cargill can beat Nyla Rose. It's, exactly. It's dumb. I don't like it. But it's, yeah. it's Jade Cargill's thing. That's what she does. It's like they're making her a star just to make her a star. There, there's no real credibility behind it. It's been and too it's just, long, though. There's no there's no more excuses for it. It's just dumb booking right now. And I think it, I think it hurts the women's division when shit like that happens. Massively. So, so onward and upward, we move on that. So now onward we get into Claudio Danielson versus Sammy and Jericho. Now, this match 
This was a burner, man. I like this match. I did like this match. I like the back and forth, how everything was going. Them guys turning against each other, the whole dynamic to this. And I knew, I knew the Ocho was going to keep that belt. Of course he was going to keep that belt. And then Sammy, a little bit of dissension with Sammy there against Jericho. I love it. They're kind of setting that shit up. It's going to be fun. Tammy, what's your thoughts? Uh, my notes are loved all the betrayal. Sammy's snake print was perfect for the occasion. Um, surprised about Danielson turning on Claudio. And who is Don Leo and Jonathan or something? And uh, is that a move or a person? Jericho retains Don Leo and Jonathan. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know. I just I'm reading the notes. I don't remember. JR referenced a wrestler that somebody was like, and his name was Don Leo Jonathan. Was oh, the wrestler. Don Leo Jonathan. A move, I guess. Jericho retains belt at last minute. Fun. Now all about the wholesome Claudio. I guess I'm all about the wholesome Claudio, as my notes say. I hope he pairs with Lee Moriarty one day. There you go. Chris. He's in the firm. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't agree. Uh, you know what? I didn't really get into this. Um, no. I like all four of these guys. I thought it was a cool match. I just, I'm kind of over this whole Blackpool Combat Club, JAS thing. I'm sort of, I, I'm. It's just, it's been going on for a long time. Uh, I can see not that. Any, there's no combo at this point they could do that. I'd be like, oh, this is different. Right. I'm over it. Um, right. but it was fun to watch. It wasn't like bad, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and they all did great, but right. it just yeah. We knew Jericho was gonna keep the belt. He's trying to beat all the Ring of Honor winners before he gives up. And that as belt. far as dissent in the factions, Sammy and Jericho have had their beef in the past, and they can continue to do so. And at the end of the day, Sammy's always gonna kiss Jericho's ass. And with Brian and Claudio. They're friends that are enemies. You know what I mean? The Blackpool Combat Club is not like a group of guys that's like, I love you. It's a group of guys that's like, we can beat each other up or we can beat other people up. It's up to you. So, yeah, there's nothing new that came out of this. Nobody looked bad from it. Nobody looked great from it. It's just we're just playing with the business at this point. Soraya versus Brit. And I'll tell you this. I have one note. Here's my note on this. Phew. I'm glad when it was when it ended because I really was fearful for Britt Baker's life <laughs> in that match. Did you see her almost die off the rope when Soraya tried to fucking what was I don't even know what the move was. It was so awkward. She like power bombed her or something like that off the top rope. And I really thought Britt was dead. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's it. This girl's dead. She's taking one for the team. Talk about a company girl. Britt Baker is a company girl. I'm telling you. Because as much as they hype up Soraya, a great, I don't know, you know, I know a little bit about the legacy. That's great. But you've never wrestled. You come in in the first match you wrestle is a pay-per-view. And then you have to do it against Britt. And then you're, it was so... I mean, there was some good, a couple of good moments, but man, I really thought Britt was going to get hurt like real bad. And I was just like on pins and needles the whole time. I'm like, 
some of these moves are just not going. And I was like, oh, man, I'll tell you, if I was Brit, I, I think I'd leave AEW. <laughs> I'm serious, because it's like you give your heart and soul for like two years, right? And then you get this and you almost die in the ring. If if WWE came up to me or NXT came up to me and said, hey, man, we're going to give you this. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to get my lawyers to get me out of this contract because I don't feel like dying next week. That's kind of how I felt about that. Will things develop down the road, probably get better? Sure. But this small little segment that I've seen, I was frightened more than anything. And that's all I could think about was the safety of these two people that were in this ring. And that was it. And I, I, it just took everything away from the match for me. The drama of it, the theater of it, etc. Uh, my note said, happy for the return, but not a great match. Have hope for the future. Want to see Soraya do well. I understand the situation. Chris? That's it? <laughs> that's it? She said, that's it? All right. Drop the mic. <laughs> All right. Nice pop for Soraya. Um, nice pop for Britt, too. Everybody loves Britt Baker. Everyone loves Britt Baker, as the client said. Um, I'm not even sure where, where to really attack this. Rafe, you brought up a lot of points that a lot of people on the internet are talking about as well. Um, I will say this. Soraya, after five years of no action and being told she would never do it again, I thought handled herself pretty well. There's definitely some ring rust. She's shaking it off as much as she can. Britt Baker impressed me so much in this match. She was so careful, so um, thoughtful. The way that she took care of Soraya through this thing was incredible. Incredible. Um, I don't think I've ever respected Britt Baker as much as I do now after watching that match. Um, Amen. Somebody to come in to the company and be rusty and not know everything they're going to do and maybe mess up some spots. And I don't, I don't blame Soraya for being slow, uh, for being careful, for being scared. Um, we're talking about somebody who, who is, is probably literally everything that she's doing right now is like, am I going to get hurt? Am I going to get hurt? Um, and for that, I cannot be mad. Um, I thought the match went okay. As far as, when you look at it as a whole and with the outcome, I think it was the right choice. Uh, I think putting Soraya over is great. Um, I think that solidifies her kind of a spot in the company to the point where she doesn't have to do too much for a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think Britt Baker lost nothing by losing to someone at the caliber of Soraya. The name alone, regardless of what she's doing right now, it's great that she's able to get in that ring with her and show that she's a super pro, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and she was able to take such good care of her and make sure that Soraya did not get hurt and maybe put her body on the line quite a bit. I thought that was fantastic. Um, so Britt Baker, who I talk a lot of trash about from time to time, um, absolutely upped her game big time in my eyes with this 100%. match. 100%. Um, and Soraya, you know, I think she'll come around. I think we'll get there. I think she acknowledged the fact in the, in the media scrum after she acknowledged that her first promo wasn't great. 
She acknowledged that she's still like trying to remember how all this stuff works. This was not a typical Soraya match, AKA what I knew as Paige. I think we'll get back to that eventually once she gets comfortable again. In the meantime, I'm glad to see that everyone was safe and nobody was hurt. And I was entertained at the end of it. I was entertained. I, I was a little stressed out, but I was entertained. Yeah, I agree with you. I think she's going to get better. She just has it in her system. But yeah. to put it in a, a major pay-per-view, I don't know if that was the right decision. You know, I, I guess that's really way, the way I look at it because... I can't argue that point either way because would it have been good on Dynamite? That I don't know. feels like a soft debut, yeah. which, you know, maybe with somebody like this, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and at the, at the same time, a lot of people probably tuned into this pay-per-view to watch that. So, yeah, I get it. I get the business end of it. There's I the business do. end. There's the people end and there's the fans end. there's a lot of different viewpoints on it. I, I didn't hate it for sure. I did not hate it. No, I, I didn't hate it either, but I was so scared that Brit was going to get hurt. I, I yeah. wasn't more worried about Soraya because I knew that Brit could take care of her, but was it was some of the moves I was very concerned. I mean, that when she came off those ropes, man, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not good. What a, what a, what a, and that's what I was saying about being such a pro. Like when you put your body on the line like that to put somebody over that heavy, yeah, like it's just, it just speaks volumes about Britt Baker as a person, as a human being and her character, whatever you want to say about that. The fact that she was able to go through this whole match and do what she did and take that beating the way that she did and just make Soraya look as good as she could, right? She she did everything she could to make her look like this was a, pro. a, a, a great match. Um, Britt did, Brit did excellent. Oh, yeah. Soraya Absolutely. will come along. Britt is the top of her game right now she is man. she's awesome and so yeah let's see what, how it goes and how the future is going to be on that that's going to be it's going to be cool and, I, and you know I, I hope Soraya gets to the level that she was at prior uh you know and and I hope it brings a lot of entertainment to the women's division in AEW I'm, I'm very hopeful for that because to be quite honest with you AEW needs it for the women's division. They they put that on the back burner and they need to get that up. They need to up their game because even when I was showing Tammy some of those NXT matches with the ladies there, just NXT, not the hey, WWE You can watch stuff. Impact and it's crazy. And, and to see that level and then see the AEW level when you know you have just as good wrestlers in AEW as you do in all those other things and you don't see them being used to their full capacity like they could be you know what i mean i, I just come on AEW, just do it you have all these great people get them moving get more eyes on it you know stop with the with the boys club we can only watch men wrestle shit it's just it's getting old you're you're trying to go into this retro pure wrestling shit and it's just it's not but, I'm not into it. But they're also guiding their program to what is fetching ratings. There's, there's, it's that business mindset. They're not necessarily looking to elevate anything. They're looking to retain viewership. So what we really need to be talking about is having more people that support 
women's wrestling and more people that support the women's division in AEW. You check out WWE, you look at Bailey, Bianca Belair, that match, that special that they had. Holy shit, they killed it. Killed it. AEW's Stop changing the kill. channel, folks. Stop changing the channel. They got to they can kill it. AEW can kill it. They got to use it right. I'm telling you. So, we get to Samoa Joe, Wardlow, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Chris again shaking his head. He's not I I don't think he's happy with this match. <laughs> I was very surprised at this match. I love watching the big guys beat the crap out of each other. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, Wardlow is quite the nimble fellow, and I love it when he shows his nimbleness. <laughs> we came off those nimbleness. His nimbleness. I like his nimbleness. And I was very shocked that Joe took the belt. So, Tammy, what's your thoughts on this match? Uh, mine said big boy club battle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Samoa Joe's a human bowling bot sometimes. Decent match, decent outcome. That's my notes. Yeah, I think they might be misusing Wardlow a little bit, but you know, uh, I don't know where to put him. You know, he, he's great. He had all of this hype, he had all this heat, and then I feel like it kind of like the flame kind of like just kind of slowly died down with him. Wardlow is the only one that lost anything out of this match. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, three big guys slapping the shit out of each other and throwing all that meat around. It's great. It's never bad. I'm looking forward to potentially seeing a rematch with just Wardlow and Samoa Joe, though. Um, I think Joe deserves the world. But uh, Wardlow is not gaining anything right now, and he certainly deserves to be up there. Um I was I was a little disappointed as well. Yeah, I was expecting I, some kind of swerve and some sort of disqualification or something to go down to where this thing wasn't gonna have like a. I I, I didn't think Wardlow was gonna have to drop his title. I think that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks too. And you know what else I think sucks as well is the fact that Hobbs is an afterthought in all of this. It really, yeah. That's that's one of the other big problems for me because Hobbs is a fucking machine. He's awesome. That guy, man. I mean, he's he's built like a brick shit house. He's super talented. He's so athletic. He's he he like he's he moves around really well. And and the same could be said for for um Brian Cage, but I I don't want to get too far off topic. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of AEW has a trend right now of a lot of people who've been around since the beginning that are getting overlooked and it sort of sucks. I, I, I won't say that that's the same for Wardlow right now. I think he's kind of, he's just sort of floating in the middle at this point. He's going to take a downturn. I hope they have something planned for him to bring him back up. Me too. Me too. Because he's so entertaining to watch. Hobbs is entertaining to watch. Samoa Joe is entertaining to watch. And so is Wardlow. And it's like, you got those guys. Let's get it going. It's like, don't make Hobbs an afterthought in something that, you know, something like this, just because you wanted to do a turn. You should have done a turn on Dynamite and then made the pay-per-view Joe and Wardlow. That's what yep. you should have done, yep. in my opinion. I and then take, take Hobbs out of this and, and give him his own deal. Have him go after one of these factions. You know what I mean? Just him yep. alone. 
Like go after Brian Cage in the Empire. Go after those guys. You know what I mean? Or something. He could he could go around and just dismantle all the bottom card guys. Exactly. And just have a nice squash run and build his way up to get to that TNT title level. And then it, if they're not going to do that with Hobbs, then you better put him in the main event. Because right. otherwise, what are you fucking doing with him? Right. Exactly. And he's great. And they should have him in there. We get two Sting, Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett. 75 years we've been in this business. And Jay Lethal. Uh-oh, here comes the walk. Here comes. Here comes the walk. Oh, uh -oh. there it is. The walk. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> strut. The strut. The Jarrett Strut. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Jeff Jarrett, baby. He was killing it, man. This was a just one kind of like one of those fun, entertaining matches. I, I liked it. It had all the, the, the crazy carny feel to it. The classic wrestling feel to it. The big spots. Always Darby taking a beating is always a blast. Sting doing sting. I mean, it had all the elements to it. What else can you say? It was just pure entertainment. Where Whether it was, you know, for anything, it doesn't matter. It was still cool. Still fun to watch. Still love watching Sting. Still love watching Darby. Jeff Jared, you know, if, if MJF gets a little too light for me, he's my next heel I'll be loving. So <laughs> I love Satnam Singh grabbing, catching Darby in midair, which was really cool. And then the and then Darby and Sting taking out Satnam Singh. So that was a lot of that was a lot of fun showing that Satnam Singh's vulnerability, you know, since he's so big, but knowing that the icon and Darby can take him out. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Tammy? Oh, let me look at my notes. It says fun. Darby, super energetic, like an anime video game character running around. Excellent teamwork for this match. They needed it when they when Satnam Singh got involved. Enjoy. Yep. It was fun. It was a fun match. So did you just crumble your notes? You're like, I'll never need this again. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I've saved all of them. Can you believe it? Since we started, I've never thrown one well, away. Well, you're not saving that one. <laughs> they are in various conditions. I'll be honest. <laughs> various conditions, man. But Jeff I have Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett is still just as annoying and just as entertaining as he was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. What a what a fucking weird guy, man. Um. I've never, I've never loved to hate somebody for so long as I have with Jeff Jarrett. Um, that coffin drop down to Satnam, that was rad. He caught him. That whole thing was cool. Um, Sting being as, as old as he is with his next stuff still shocks me every time he's actually out there doing stuff. Um, the Scorpion death drop coffin drop combo that was crazy it's class i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say the stinger was at 100 percent uh he did have some some stuff going on there there was one death drop that didn't look awesome but that combo man what a fun match what a good thing to watch uh it was super entertaining it was a nice palate cleanser um not a lot of stakes 
Nice to see Jeff Jarrett get his ass whooped. Just a fun overall match. Loved it. Yeah. So then we jump up to the women's AEW World Championship interim World Championship match with the person I have been touting since day one. Woo! Jamie Hayter wins it and beats boring Tony Storm. Rafe and I are going to fight on this one. Great match. <laughs> Loved it. Haters the champ. I probably would have bailed an AEW if she lost. Sincerely. Fuck you wouldn't. Wow. <laughs> Telling you. She's the you winner. That's it. The best. I've been saying it since the beginning. She's the star. She needs to be the champ. Since the second match I watched her in. That's it. Done. I think a, I think a lot of people were waiting this for this match ever since Tony Storm showed up in AEW. And haters in her prime. She's absolutely one hundred percent in her prime. The fans are screaming for her. Um, this this is the time to book. This is a great example of Tony Khan reading the audience and the fans and going, "Perfect timing. Let's push this thing." And it works. Um, as much as I love Tony Storm, Rafe, I know you don't think she was a great champion. However. I think this was a great display of why she was able to hold that title. I think this was an excellent display for why Hater deserves a run. I think both of them performed very, very well in this match. And I would have expected nothing less. I've seen these two women go to battle a couple times in other promotions, whatever, over the years. Um, they've been a tag team before. I thought this was an excellent start to their uh, coexistence in AEW. Uh, my notes just say, uh, happy for Jamie, but she doesn't need her friends interfering with shit, uh, which made it a little bit bittersweet for me. Yeah, I was going to say also, Rebel is annoying as shit. Um, yeah, we don't need Rebel. but Just get out of here, man. I hope, hope, hope that they use Jamie Hayter in the right way and they push this the right way because her wrestling skills are there. I mean, they're just there. She's so let me ask you hitter. something. Do you guys want to talk about the scrum as a separate thing? If you want to, sure. Or you could I'm just wondering it because you, is it relevant in this minute? Say about Hayter. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, talk the about way she right, herself in the media scrum. Mm -hmm. uh, so eloquent, so oh, professional, great. so classy. Um, the way she dusted across people asking about Thunder Rosa, um, just the way she handled herself and the grace and the the kind of humility, and she was very humble. It was it was it was very unique um, to see a wrestler not be full of themselves in that moment after winning a title. I loved it a thousand percent. Uh, like, if I didn't like her before, I would have liked her after that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, just what a queen, bro! What a queen! Mm -hmm. Jesus. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. this is she could she could head this whole thing and push the women's division over the next. And she level. should be. We've been discussing it for a very long time, Jamie Hayter, and she's she's in her prime, man. Pull that trigger, pull it hard. Let her fucking go as long as she can. 
Exactly. And give her the real title. Yeah, this interim shit's getting old. Thunder Rose is not coming back to do her thing. Tony Storm was over it. I think I think the interim thing kind of hurt her run. Um, let Jamie Hayter have a solid run. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I hope they do that. I hope they do that. I feel like so I'm then yelling. That- Am I yelling, you guys? No, you're fine. Um, so then after that, we jumped into acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. And we saw the mighty Keith Lee turn his back on Swerve Strickland, walk out of the ring, and the acclaim retain because everybody loves the acclaimed sizzle daddy ass i have short but sweet notes it just says keith lee walks out acclaim wins but the betrayals are just permeating this pay-per-view that's all i have to say about it (laughs) it was you know it was your typical rematch from the times that they have done before was it as good as the first time we saw them? Uh, in my opinion, no. I thought it was still very good. Um, I didn't see Keith kind of really get ramped up in this too much. You know, he wasn't like, you know, doing his big hops and, and flying over the top of people. And, and, and he did a little bit of his power moves, but not a whole lot. It was most mostly the Swerve show because they were just trying to beat on Swerve because of all the shit he was saying. I think um, that can I, be attributed to the the subtle kind of undertone of this whole thing. Right, exactly. So uh it, it was cool. It was a cool match before the end. Uh if if anything, I don't know if it needed to happen, really. Um, but I just think that it had to happen because the acclaimed are just so popular. So yeah. and I thought that that was pretty dope. So what are your thoughts on this match, Chris? I mean, the acclaimed are right now. Talk about striking the iron while it's hot. Uh, one of the one of the one of the most popular tag teams in the business, maybe ever. Um, this whole scissor me daddy ass thing and the scissor and all that, very over with fans. Super popular guys, well deserved championship run. Um, I went from not liking them, I hated Caster for a while, to just absolutely being enthralled by them. I think they're fantastic. Um, the stuff with Swerve and Keith Lee, I'm over it. This tension building thing that we've been doing for quite a while now. I love Keith yep. Lee. I love Swerve Strickland. He reminds me kind of of Kenny Omega in a lot of ways. Um, the way that. he I moves around that. in the ring, his attitude, the way he has that relationship with the fans where it's like, you love me and you hate me, but you know that you love me still. Um, granted, Kenny Omega has quite a different stature. He's a little bit uh thicker and and sort of a little bit wider and bigger they still have a very similar in-ring style the the guardrail spot where where keith lee went through that guardrail and just oh yeah oh bent that thing i was like oh my goodness rough you know what though everyone loves the acclaimed (laughs) they do everyone loves the acclaimed and it's great i let myself included and I'm super happy <laughs> for Anthony Bowen so and Max Caster. Those guys, man, I'm so glad they're getting this shot because this is this is unique, I think, to AEW. Mm-hmm. It is for sure. They were they they were there from day one. They're the champions. It's killer. I love and it. bless bless Daddy Ass for knowing when the right time was to jump on that train. Yes. I have a feeling behind the scenes he has a lot to do with this. Oh sure. 
Absolutely, man. He's a veteran. I think I think Billy Gunn went, these kids know what's up. I'm going to yeah. get behind it. Yep, absolutely. And it works. It works great. And it's I mean, beautiful. Yeah, because he was open-minded to new, fresh ideas. Yep. Man, it's Billy Gunn. You'll never hear me say a bad thing about the guy. Well, we saw we were at the conference and he was there and he spoke and we were right there and you could just feel the positive vibes from him and, and his sons and their, their interactions. There's a way. And they're all hysterical. Like they just like play off comedy each other because Austin came running in and they did a little bit where they yelled something. across. I don't know. It was just so fun. They know fun. We need fun. Fun is important. I think what happens is people like belittle fun. They don't realize like fun is the whole point. Oh yeah. So if anybody can provide fun, give them some fucking props. A thousand percent. Hell to the air. Hell to the air. So then we get to the main event. Maxwell. Jacob. Freeman. Versus John. Dean Ambrose. Moxley. Did you Dean Ambrose him? I Holy did shit. Dean Ambrose him. And we have the probably the biggest, I thought was a shock. I cannot believe William Regal. No, you didn't. You knew that was coming. No, I Come didn't. On, I man. swear. I didn't. Not in that way. I didn't see it coming. Nah, see it coming. Not in that format. No. I did not I see William Regal throwing him the nucks. I have to say, I did not see this particular outcome either. I, I knew there was something going on, but I had no idea of the extent. Yeah, like this the this is the way it was going to go down. I didn't yeah. see it this way. Exactly. So Maxwell Jacob Freeman becomes the AEW world champion. What are you spinning there? What do you got? I'm spinning a... This is a... He's got a little squeezy. Squeezy. So, I'm a squeezy here, man. So, <laughs> you squeeze him. I'm just squishing this a little bit. So anyway, Maxwell Jacob Freeman wins the title. It becomes the AEW champion, getting more cheers than John Moxley. I mean, they were booing Mox. That I upset me. I was shocked. I was like, MJF oh my gosh. Was a face for a minute. Mm-mm. He was. And I'm like, oh no, this could be good. This could be bad. He's got to play it up, man. I hope he stays heel. Because, man, if he doesn't stay heel, it's going to upset me so much. Because that's why I loved him, because he was a heel. I love that Mox can just lean into that, too, a little bit. Does. Not even It doesn't even affect him, really. Nah, he don't give a shit. He's ready for his vacation. He knew he was. <laughs> he was supposed was to take a vacation. The same thing. He's he like, was supposed uh, to. Uh, Tony, yeah. Uh, yeah. I came back like you said, but... Uh... Dude, shit to do, brother. He's like, I got my fishing trip that you canceled because CM Punk lost his shit. Um, trying to save your company, buddy. I'll sign the extension. Just give me a damn vacation. Got a little baby <laughs> at home I want to hang out with. Hey, Shout hey, out to Renee time, and John Moxley. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So this is the new era, the new realm of MJF as the world champion. And I think it's going what to be. What was that be... sign? What did it say? The MJF era has begun. It Something has like begun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, also another sign going back to the to the Jamie Hayter match. Some kid had a sign that says, J- if Hayter loses, we riot. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> but, but Maxwell wins it. He's now the new AEW world champion. His next match 
is going to be the outcome of Starks and Ethan Page, which would be his first title defense. So we'll see about that. Well, I can see why they do Ethan Page. Ethan Page wrestled him way back in the day a lot. Of Either way, it's a good games. match, but MJF's winning. MJF's winning. Of course, MJF's winning. But we're going to have this new this new heel as the champion in the face of AEW. And I'm sure you've got some things to say about his media scrum as he busted in there. But I wanted to get Tammy's opinion of the match first. Uh, my notes say, uh, fuck anyone who boos mocks. That's my first note. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yes. If you're booing John Moxley, <laughs> fuck you're you. not welcome here. No. <laughs> Fucking ingrates is my next note on that. And then it said, Regal helps MJF by giving brass knuckles was a surprise. MJF will be a fun champion. Enjoy your vacay, John Moxley. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I love it, man. I can't wait. We all know why it's going down, right? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What'd you think, Chris, of the match overall? I'll tell you this. MJF is legendary. He's going to leave a massive legacy behind when he's done with this business. Um, Moxley's fantastic. Um, dude, there was a moment in this match. MJF hit the strut. He did. And I I, I swear, I almost died for a minute. Um, it was beautiful. Just his knowledge of the business and the way he sees it and how much he understands, and he's so young. We still have so much more to get from this kid. Um, oh, I know. And this match, I mean, so athletic, so stiff, so rough, so brutal. There was so much shit going down. And despite all of that, nobody's really going to talk about all of the the stuff leading into it. Everybody's talking about the William Regal stuff and the the thing with the ring. Take it off, take it off. And he took the ring off and they went and he'd throw him the nucks. I did not see that particular set of events unfolding that way. However, I knew that we were going somewhere with the MJF William Regal segments. I am surprised and not surprised. Uh, I don't think it was as big of a deal as, as people are making it. What happens though now with the Blackpool Combat Club and MJF? How does that work? How how does Regal explain himself? Regal doesn't have to explain himself, really. He could just say, "You're all tough. It's fine. It's all good." Yeah. You know, no, no. Uh, that's the that's beauty of where you set it up. We're yeah. here because we're all badasses. So what? Somebody punched you. Calm down. Um, but for MJF, it's a little different. It's not like he can just walk into that group of guys and and be accepted. There's a lot to unpack that I think is going to unfold after Mox is done doing whatever he does after this. Oh, yeah. And wow. I mean, just just right before they went to black, uh, MJF, I don't know if you guys caught this. He did a snow angel. Oh, yes. On the ramp. <laughs> no, <he's brilliant. laughs> oh, man. Man, he's oh, brilliant. man. I, I, I honestly wasn't sure how this was going to end. And I'm so glad that MJF has the strap, man. For for a split second, right after they they gave him the title, he looked a little bit emotional. A little. And then bit. after that, he went right back into character because he's a pro, you know. Right. Even at twenty something years old, just professional. He's like, 
He's so he was, good. He was so happy for a minute, and then he was like, oh, I'm MJF, fuck you. Yeah. He's better than you, and you know it. Yes. And the fact that he was like looking at the title, made sure he held it up straight and everything, man, that kid's going to be a legend. Yeah. It's going to be a fun run, man. It's a fun run. Tony Khan better get his checkbook out. That's all I got to say. I, I'm going to tell you right now, Tony's ready. Tony <laughs> knows better, what's up. He better get Tony his is checkbook. not sleeping on any of this. He might have to dip into daddy's fun to keep that dude in this league. I'm pretty that sure he's right dipped now. in a few times at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, all one fun now. <laughs> Because if MJF even dips a toe in WWE, it's over. He will be a oh, legend yeah. there, too. It doesn't yeah. make a difference where he is. For Tony sure. Khan it knows he's got a gem, and he better he better stroke that check. That's all I got to say. You know what I like? The last few weeks, MJF's been doing a lot of interviews talking about how he was kind of doing this babyface side where AEW's the best company in the world, blah, 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 blah. He's saying all these great things about AEW and how when people leave, you step up and all these other things sort of alluding to the fact that like he's not really going anywhere but still wants you to think he would <sighs> one of the greatest talents of the generation what what, what does he say once in a generation star wrestler mm -hmm. whatever he's not wrong like he's the guy and any company would pay a lot of money to have him tony knows this tony's got a lockdown he's not fucking going anywhere you can think whatever you like. If 2024 rolls around and MJF leaves, I will eat my shoe. How about you that? You heard it here. You heard it. You here. heard it here first, people. It's on record. I will eat a shoe if MJF leaves in 2024. Dude, if if WWE backs up the Briggs truck to his house, <laughs> Tony's gonna match it. I promise you. He knows. I hope so. He knows. I hope so. Well, let's talk about the media scrub for a second. Um, okay. I know I said a little bit about Jamie Hayter. MJF in this scrum came out, short speech. <laughs> the best thing he said, any questions? Just kidding. I know, that was great. And he said, thank you, fuck you, goodbye. The champ is fucking out. <laughs> I know, dude, that was great. Perfect. What did you, you think of MJF's unhinged media scrum, Tammy? Fun. It was so fun. Oh no, Soraya had a good interview. Oh yeah, she did. Emotional um, and meaningful. And Saray was able to acknowledge, you know, Tony Storm and Jimmy Hader and all that. She knows she's not where she needs to be right now, but she'll get there. I like um, it. Um Hader is an absolute queen. Super humble, super gracious. Loved it. Uh, it was nice to see her feeling validated too. I feel like for the first time, probably in, a, in, a, in probably her whole career, it was like finally, yes, they get it. And it's the people that put her there. That's the most meaningful. Yeah. And Jungle Boy, why didn't he wash his damn face? I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Yes. It was like four and a half hours later, and he still <laughs> got dry blood on. I know. Bro, you change clothes and everything. I know. Why? No, why, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> too dramatic. It was too dramatic. Overall, it was a good pay-per-view. I enjoyed it. You know, everything's got its ups and downs. Um, 
looking forward to Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be pretty cool. This whole fallout from full gear. That'll be fun. We'll see how uh, MJF reacts to that. We'll see how Hater reacts to that. If they incorporate her into something here, but yeah, it's going to be cool. And you know, regardless of Starks or page, whoever comes out of that, I still think it'll be a good match against MJF. I think that's, I think both of them match up well with him. And I think that's going to be, that'll be a cool match to watch. And it's going to be cool to watch MJF talk his shit and defend the title. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, it's like the battle of uh, snobby rich kids. Right. Exactly. All of all three of them. Who's, who's the best at this gimmick is what it is. Yeah, pretty much. It is. It's going to be fun. So, but anyway, that's it. That's all we have for you tonight at the Murder Theater Podcast. We are going to have some other things coming around to Ben. We're going to have some uh, interviews with some independent wrestlers coming down the road. We're looking forward to that. Uh, I'm sure Tammy and I will venture out into the indie scene once again. We do it. We do it. We do get it. Some, get some footage that we'll put up on YouTube of some of the indie matches and talk to some indie people. And we are looking forward to the weeks ahead for AEW. We hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourself. Don't eat too much. You know, we'll see what the bills do. We'll see. Who knows? Whatever. All right. All right, everybody. I don't know if anybody cares, but go bills. We'll see ya. Peace, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>